Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. For 52 years, Lion's Choice has been St. Louis's go-to eatery for roast beef sandwiches. Founders Marv Gibbs and Clint Tobias wanted to provide an alternative to the burger joints that had proliferated in McDonald's wake. And boy, did they succeed. Today, the roast beef, ham, and turkey sandwiches at Lion's Choice are no longer just 69 cents each, but they're still at the heart of a classic menu. And while many other regional fast food chains have been bought up by the big guys or closed down, Lion's Choice is still growing strong. Its CEO of two years, Michael Kupstis, has big ambitions for the beloved local favorite. Under his watch, Lion's Choice has been opening new stores, remodeling old ones, and even giving breakfast a test run. Here to discuss all things Lion's Choice is CEO Michael Kupstis, and he told me to call him Cup, so I'm going to do that. Cup, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Sarah. Do you have a favorite Lion's Choice moment or food item? Give us a call at 314 382-8255. That's 382-TALK. Or you can send us a tweet at STL on air or email us at talk at stlpublicradio.org. So, Cup, last month, Food & Wine named Lion's Choice Missouri's best fast food. Were you excited about that or were you worried that this would lead to a bunch of food snobs and Instagrammers flocking to your restaurants? How could you not be excited about it? It was was a surprise and um, one that uh, we've been celebrating ever since, obviously. Did it end up leading to any sort of bump that the the food and wine readers are now coming to get roast beef sandwiches? It's hard to say that there's a direct correlation with that, but I'd like to think that um, certainly it was a reminder for our really strong and, and core base that, hey, yeah, I do love those fries. And, I need to go uh, get, to get another to serving. Get another one right away. Yeah, exactly. Now, your personal story. You came to Lion's Choice after um, years before you had led Panera, and then you were kind of enjoying a semi-retirement. Oh, it was totally retirement. Total retirement. <laughs> total what made this job appealing to you? Um, it was really the similarity of an experience I had um, early on with Panera, to be honest. I think... Um, what makes certain brands stand out is that they are able to differentiate dramatically in a really crowded field. And secondly, is that uh, you have such a loyal guest following that you actually can see it in people's eyes when they eat a roast beef sandwich. Um, What really surprised me as I investigated the brand was not just the loyal fanatic fans, but the employees, the team members. Mm. Um, We just gave... uh, a team member who's been slicing roast beef for us for 42 years just gave her her service award. We have a general 42 manager. 42 years? years. Wow. The the base of uh, team members and support that we've been able to grow on over the last 52 years has been phenomenal. So um, when you start looking at the, that equation, right, unbelievable product, craveable, ridiculously good product, um, a fanatic a group of guests and fans that want to seek you out, and then a loyal um, team member base was like, well, maybe maybe it's tempting enough to do something um, again and, and try it with Lion's Choice. And, had, you uh, it's been, been fun. had you been yourself a Lion's Choice regular before this? Not as uh, frequent as I am today. I yeah. think like most people in, in St. Louis, um, uh, they've experienced Lion's Choice, and I think it really becomes a question of staying top of mind and how frequent um, you, um, you're not just willing to eat um, and experience the brand. And I think that speaks to one of the strategies we've had over the years, which is to make sure that we provide current product lines and and, uh, and items that are um, not just um, trendy, but appeal in a broader way so that we can, in fact, increase some frequency. We've You mentioned we've added turkey and, and ham. Two years ago, we introduced a salad line that we refresh every year. Um, the other thing that we've determined is that 
people hold on to memories at Lions mm-hmm. Choice. Part of it is great because your 52-year concept, we all have memories. But in uh, 2007, we introduced a product line of platters, which was basically our roast beef on Texas toast with some delicious gravy, mashed potatoes, and green beans. We just brought those back. Hmm. And we have heard from our guests immediately, like, it's been too long. Why did it take so long? So people had remembered this from 2007. Totally remembered this product. And I think what we attempt to do when we revisit some of these uh, famous and 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 memorable um, meals is to bring them up to date, Mm -hmm. right? So in this case, we now offer seven different um, side dishes. So Oh, so this platter has more customization now. It does, which is um, something we know is important in people's minds today. And it also allows you to eat through various um, dietary needs. We have uh, huge followers of of, uh, guests who are Hmm. gluten-free. You make a gluten-free platter. So we're serving not just mac and cheese, but fresh broccoli, um, steamed to order, uh, mashed potatoes, french fries, coleslaw, um, seven different items. So, That's great. And I think it, uh, it's, it's, it's uh, certainly a, uh, approaching uh, a, a broader appeal. So on the subject of superfans, our uh-huh. producer, Alexis Moore, actually talked to her dad. Uh, her dad is Earl Moore, and he first tried Lion's Choice in the mid-'70s, and he is still a big fan. I stumbled across it. You know, there, there were several, there were a couple of local restaurants growing up that were I believe unique to St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was called Q King, was the Barbecue King, mm-hmm. um, and I ate there, you know, all the time as a youngster. I would go. It was across the school, the street from my school, so I would go there and eat. Uh, but then I discovered Lion's Choice as I started driving. Um, what was this? Went, like late seventies? This was in the mid seventies when I first started driving, and I was driving one day and I, I saw this place called Lion's Choice. And we, I wanted something different than the, the McDonald's or the White Castle because I ate a lot of burgers in those days. <laughs> so I pulled in the Lion's Choice, got that roast beef sandwich, and it had a very different taste to it. So I got hooked on it from that point on. And, you know, I, in that first order, I got a, a, an orange freeze with it. And uh, that just hooked me in for, for years. And forever, this, as a matter of fact. To this day. To this day, I will Ooh. go and get food from other areas or other uh, restaurants, but stop and get my orange freeze from Lion's Choice. Yeah, that's true. That makes mom so mad. (laughs) (laughs) That was Alexis Moore talking with her father or more. Do you hear from people who have just this one item that they just can't live without on your menu? uh, We do, and we also hear about how they make products and items their own. I mean, we actually have uh, four pillars that we really focus on. Obviously, the roast beef, which is roasted in-house every day, three hours, sliced, medium rare to order. Our French fries, which have a three-step process. So we brine them, we blanch them, which means partially cook them, and then we complete the cook. Um, the third pillar is customization, which is um, what people just love about us. Um, the combinations we get on a regular basis, kind of like we call them the LC hacks, but people creating their own sauces to go with all the products, and they suddenly name them, call them the, their own. And they come our, up with like they're mixing this sauce with that oh, sauce. Oh yes, and, yes. Yeah. I, I don't. I, it's amazing. Nobody takes it straight. To be honest, I'm I'm a I'm a unique person. Because you I love take horse, I love horseradish and au jus, and I kind of mix them once they hit the the beef. Yeah, but, that's a pretty uh, conventional. It's a pretty conventional right approach. And the fourth pillar is is uh, custard for us. Uh, something that we've been 
again, doing for the whole 52 years. So I think that customization piece is where we really are um, differentiated. Um, it's not the order where you're, where the restaurant is putting the product on top of the um, the protein in the back of house and then you're getting just it. Literally, that lamp. sauce, yeah. exactly right. That sauce um, bar is just um, full of folks creating their um, their own memory. That's awesome. Will, just like that gentleman with his orange freeze. And our phone lines, um, perhaps related to this, are blowing up. I think we might have some Lions Choice fans on the line here. We also have some people with some questions. So let's go to a caller. Okay. Um, Pete calling from St. Charles. Hi, you're on St. Louis on the Air. Hi, guys. Uh, number one, I listen to uh, NPR all the time. And number two, I love Lions Choice. So uh, thank you. We can both and say my, thank you for thank that. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and um, so my question was, do you have any plans to, uh, with the low-carb craze, just offer meat uh, that you could pick up say for a family for dinner, like in one pound cartons that's sliced fresh and ready to go without the bread? Yes, you can, you can, you can call a stop in any line's choice and get that today. It's available um, without bread. Yeah, Is there call. a special lingo for that? Or? No, it's just telling me you want to buy X number of pounds of, um, of roast beef or ham or turkey. Yeah, it's available today. Pete, is this oh, your lucky not. day? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be doing it this week. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thanks for your loyalty. Yeah, thank you for that call, Pete. That was great. I'm glad you could solve that uh-huh. solve that question. Um, that actually leads to something I wanted to ask you about. Burger King, for example, they rolled out the Impossible Whopper, which is a meat-free version of their, their classic item. It seems like this might be harder with roast beef, but are you guys exploring plant-based alternatives? We are. We are. Can that can that possibly capture the taste of a roast beef sandwich? That's got to be so tough. I don't think it's about attempting to to um, to duplicate roast beef flavor in a in a plant based protein. I think it is again back to the point I made earlier. It's about giving folks m- more reasons to visit Lion's Choice um, throughout the week. And I think you know we've heard everything from Meatless Mondays and. Uh, in fact, I read this statistic the other day, which I think is amazing, is that um, the largest user of these vegan products or these uh, plant-based products are meat eaters. Hmm. It's just a rotation within um, gathering new tastes, new flavors, and trying to be a little bit uh, better about consuming less meat. So would this be kind of like a plant-based burger type option? Or what direction could you go that would fit your brand? We're looking at every option right now. But I think what is important, right, is not to mimic um, the thing that's made us famous for 52 years and um, to provide something that maybe there's already a hole in the the menu for. So I think we could could, uh, flavor and create some pieces that would go down a poultry way or I just walk away from roast beef. I don't think we're trying to duplicate a roast beef in a plant-based um, process like Burger King did. That I think that makes sense in your case. Uh, so we also heard from a number of people on Twitter. Josh on Twitter says, those Lion's Choice fries are so good. Sandwiches too, but the fries are top oh, they, shelf. He's they, a they fan killer. of that process nice. you described. Um, Joe on Twitter writes, a few weeks ago, I was pleasantly surprised to see a Lion's Choice food truck in my neighborhood. I made a point to stop and get a King roast beef. So you guys did pioneer this food truck, the Le- what is it, the Lean Roast Beef Machine? Yeah, isn't that a great name? That is yeah. an amazing name. When did you roll that out? Uh, it was August of 17. So um, and last year, actually, as we opened up the Kansas City market, it spent a lot of time trying to introduce the brand um, in Kansas City. But we have three primary objectives for the food truck, which uh, I'm sure are not uh, totally different than a lot of other brands. But one is uh, it's 
Um, obviously, we use it to um, replace brick and mortar in places where we don't have the store. Mm-hmm. Um, two, to build some awareness of the brand, um, which is primarily why it's uh, why it's there. It's actually um, it's uh, parked it uh, inside the uh, memorial. Uh, uh, stadium at Mizzou now on home games. This oh, week, wow. Really great so you're spreading the word to Columbia. We are. Um, and the third uh, objective is to do good in the community. And uh, in fact, we sent that truck to Columbia um, during the summer after the uh, devastating tornadoes. And uh, we uh, surprised some folks who um, at the APA not too mm-hmm. long ago when um, when they were doing an empty the, sh- uh, the kennels bid and fed everybody who um, came to visit those those adorable pets free food. So um, it, it, it becomes one additional vehicle that we can expose people to our product and do good in the community with. So you mentioned this move you recently made into the Kansas City market yes. for a chain that as best I know has always been just in the St. Louis area. It's tried a few th- a okay. few franchise opportunities over the 52 years, um, but most of those are rescinded. So yeah, we've been a St. Louis brand and primarily known for that. So we entered Kansas so City. So that's a huge step. What made you decide, A, let's do this, and B, let's do Kansas City? Well, one is we know people like roast beef across the country. That's, that's <laughs> and so French fries and, and French fries and orange freezes and, and what there's obviously a, a pretty um, simple migration between St. Louis and Kansas City, both in terms of where people live, work, and they drive down um, I seventy. So that was a pretty obvious place. I think for us we really wanna we, we believe the brand is bigger than a St. Louis brand. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kansas City was a natural first step, and we're right now looking at um, four of the markets in the Midwest that we hope. Oh, wow. Sort um, of mid-sized cities? Like mid-sized cities, Kansas City and sure. But I think we can play anywhere. So what is the biggest challenge in being a local chain in a field that is dominated by nationals like McDonald's, Burger King? I mean, well, you, when, you're, when you're a concept and you are singularly based, you live and die by that market, right? Whether it's a, uh, the economic in, uh, influx or uh, movement or weather, et cetera. And I think um, that's, that's a challenge. But I think um, this industry's biggest challenge is honestly employment. Um, it's just a tough time. And I think... Trying to find all, good people or trying yeah, to pay them an, enough? All of the above. Um, unemployment is you know record lows in so many ways. So everybody that really wants to work is already working. Um, and then to, to, to find those folks who really want to do something special and be part of a culture that we think is bigger and better than, um, than the rest is, is tough to do. Um, and it does have pressures all the way around. And I think that's not unique to St. Louis. That's unique to the industry. And, and not we're unique to Lions that. Choice. Yeah. Yeah, and hopefully what helps us is um, the proof that we've had folks working for us for over 40 years and that we're doing some things right. And it's a place that they can call their own family. That's a great testimonial. Um, Lions Choice CEO Michael Cupstis, thank you so much for joining us today. I want to apologize to our callers. We weren't able to get to everybody and we couldn't get to all the action on Twitter. People just love Lions Choice. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. Thank you for listening. I'm Sarah Fenske. Mm-hmm.